welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and eBooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a great week. I spilled water on my laptop (laughs) and then had a freak out session and then put it in a tent like position for two days with a fan blowing on it and turned it off and I have to wait two days to figure out if it's going to function or not so thankfully I have a backup laptop which is actually my podcast laptop so it's totally fine But that's just kind of the state of my life right now, and I'm just bringing that up because I'm staring at my computer. And I know a lot of people are telling me to put it in rice, as you typically do a phone to help soak up the moisture, but you actually don't want to do that with laptops, or at least the older Macs, because it can get under the keyboard and then cause even more issues. So pray for me that this laptop starts working again if it doesn't then I'm taking that as a sign from the universe that I'm not supposed to have two computers that I'm excessive in having two laptops but you know it comes in handy although sometimes it's stressful but anyways that's what that's what's happening with my computer in case you cared and that's kind of all that's going on with my life I'm I'm not traveling. I feel like every single time I record a podcast, I'm like, oh, I'm traveling here or there. I'm not moving anywhere. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm here. I don't leave again until the end of September, which will be fun, but I'm here for a hot second. It's going to be awesome. And nothing else is really new besides my maybe broken computer, except it's starting to get dreary in LA which is amazing it's been gray skies the past few days I'm so happy this is my favorite weather I'm feeling the fall things I it doesn't register for me anymore when the seasons change really because LA basically has one season and when you're not in school you know life isn't divided by like winter summer break spring that was out of order but you know what I'm saying But I'm just processing that it's September, people are doing pumpkin recipes, and I mean, it's time for pumpkin spice lattes. Not actually, but actually. If you want pumpkin recipes, I have a ton of really good ones on my website, christinariswellness.com. Lots of fun pumpkin recipes, and if you want to start getting ready for your Thanksgiving recipes, check out my Thanksgiving ebook. It's the bomb. It's also on my website as well. Kind of scaring me that I'm already talking about Thanksgiving. Okay, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. It's not even it's not even Halloween yet. 
Although I'm actually celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving this year. So I'm going to celebrate Thanksgiving in a month. So it's fine for me to talk about it. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Before we start chatting about today's incredible guest, I want to remind you guys about one of my favorite companies, Somnifix. You hear me talk about them every week because Somnifix has truly changed my life. And if you're not familiar with it yet, Somnifix is mouth tape. What do you do with this mouth tape? You put it on your mouth before you go to bed. It'll keep your mouth closed throughout the night so that while you're sleeping, you breathe through your nose, not your mouth. We are meant to breathe through our noses, not our mouths. Mouth breathing is very inefficient. It can lead to a dry mouth, a sore throat, immune issues, nasal congestion, snoring, lowered nitric oxide production, lowered blood oxygen saturation. It really negatively affects your immunity is a big thing. It also affects your gut health to breathe through your mouth all the time. It can have major consequences when it comes to your health, your fitness, and your sleep. A lot of people wake up during the night because they're breathing through their mouths, not through their noses. And when you breathe through your mouth, this kicks you out of the parasympathetic rest and digest state and your cortisol spikes and you wake up and you think, oh, I just have to pee. You don't have to pee. You're, you're, I mean, you do when you wake up. That's not why you woke up. You woke up because your cortisol was dysregulated. And there are a number of reasons why that could be, but one could be simply because you're breathing through your mouth. It's not good to wake up while you're sleeping. Like you should be able to sleep all the way through the night. And this is one of the things that I see most often with clients, family, friends. They are not feeling their best because they're not getting a good night's sleep. And I can't tell you how much I can change your life to really get on a good sleep schedule, get a solid seven to nine hours of sleep every night that's uninterrupted, good deep sleep. And this can be a game changer when it comes to your sleep. So definitely give it a shot. It's hypoallergenic. And it does not hurt when you take it off. It's specially designed for that. And why I really like the Somnifix is because it has a little breathing vent in front. So you can sort of breathe through it. If you're first getting used to it, you don't have to worry about, you know, choking or being claustrophobic. You won't. But, you know, you can breathe a little bit through there if you need to train yourself at the beginning. And it's a little weird at first. And then you get used to it. And once you go to Somnifix, you can truly never go back. It's amazing. If you want to learn more about all the health benefits, check out my blog post all about mouth taping. You can go to my website and find it there. Very educational and it explains all the benefits. And if people are trying to make fun of you for taping your mouth closed at night, send them my way. Another person who has really, really great information is Mike Mutzel from High Intensity Health. He has so much very so much scientific information and he's just a very smart human so I really recommend it It has transformed my sleep and I will never go back and now if I sleep without it I honestly feel horrible the next day and I do not feel well rested so not worth it I want optimal performance so if you are interested in trying out Somnifix go to somnifix.com and you can read everything on their website and you can order a pack or you can go to amazon.com and get your pack of Somni Fix there. And you can use the discount code CRWSLEEP for 15% off. 
Again, that code is CRWSLEEP. 15% off your first box. Trust me, you will not regret it. Definitely a game-changing product, and it's an easy life hack. You don't have to change anything in your life. People complain about changing their diets, their lifestyle, their fitness. You know, if it's hard for you to make changes, here's one easy thing you can add in to your life that will make a huge impact. Get that sleep in check. It's the best. And I know that today's guest is a big believer in the power of a good night's sleep. He has a really awesome morning routine, evening routine, which we'll get to later in the episode. But today's guest is Darren Oween, and he is the co-founder of Baruchas, which I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about Baruchas if you follow me at all. They're so delicious. Um, Basically, Baruchas are this, they're a seed, but we call them a nut. They're basically... They're technically a seed, but they look like a nut. Whatever. They're so good. They taste like a peanut mixed with coffee, mixed with cacao, unlike anything I've ever tried before. Definitely my favorite seed slash nut on the market. And there you can order them online. And you can, if you want to get Brucas, just go to brucas.com slash wellness. And my discount code wellness will get you 15% off of your first order order in bulk you will go through these things like crazy it's I I love seeing people's reactions when they come over and like oh can I try a Baruka and I'm like yeah and I give them some and they just they're like I need this whole bag it's unlike anything you've ever tasted it's amazing if you like peanuts you'll love them also if you don't like peanuts you'll love them I personally don't like peanuts but I love Barucas they're so good they're the peanut without being the peanut and they have a lot of protein, a good amount of fiber there. They have a great macro profile. Anyways, Darren found the Barucas when he was out superfood hunting. He is and he is a superfood hunter. He's a wellness expert. He's also the creator of Super Life. He has written a book called Super Life, The Five Simple Fixes That Will Make You Healthy, Fit, and Eternally Awesome. And he knows a ton about nutrition, fitness, wellness in general. He travels all around the world and will visit different cultures, different villages, and basically finds different superfoods and then sees, you know, if they're sustainable, how he can bring them back to the U.S. and make that work. He's a really, really incredible guy. He's really well known in the health and wellness community and has been in this space for a long time, has worked with a lot of popular businesses and brands and helping them build their brand and business as well. And I met him when I was at Paleo FX in what what month was that? March? I honestly have no idea, but he's just a super cool guy. And I was dying to have him on the podcast and so excited he came on and like shared all of his knowledge. He's so, so intelligent and has had incredible life experiences and has traveled all over. So I loved picking his brain and learning more about his lifestyle and what he's learned from other cultures. And yeah, it's a really awesome interview. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. You have to try the Baruchas. They're my favorite thing in the world. I love them. And 
I think that's kind of all you need to know before we hop into this interview. You'll learn more. If you want more about Brukas, besides going to their website, you can also find them on Instagram at eatbrukas. And you can find more from Darren on his other website, superlife.com. And he's also on Instagram at superlifeliving. So check him out there. So excited for you guys to hear this. Let's just hop right into the chat with Darren. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Um, Can you just go ahead and let my listeners know a little bit about you, what you do, who you are? Oh my gosh, yes. It's always weird to do that. I know. uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, thank you. It's it's an honor to be here. Uh, Yeah, so I'm a superfood hunter. Uh, uh, That title was just given to me uh, <laughs> and and it's kind of just a nice icebreaker and it, it, it is what I do it is one thing that I do and uh, I found it fascinating running around on the planet finding herbs nuts fruits botanicals getting deep into cultures and indigenous people and seeing things firsthand understanding quality understanding uh, how integrated things need to be and the more I did that the more I realized how net necessary it absolutely was um because it's horrific in the food and supplement systems if you don't know what's going on um and then i wrote a book kind of from a lifestyle perspective um yeah and i'm involved in some some other things that i can't quite talk about but it's it's really fun uh and i i I seem to to keep myself busy in the health space yeah. Yeah, you definitely are doing a lot. I need to ask. So, how did you get give? Who gave you that title, Superfood Hunter, or was that you? You know, you know, no, it wasn't. Uh, it, I think it was either. Uh, I know a Business Week article, the Indiana Jones of blah of Superfood Hunt, like it was something like that, or the the uh, uh, the, o- the Oprah Crew came out in 2011, so they did this big magazine spread it was just kind of something that it was so how do you describe what i do but a couple of couple words kind of do it and at least it starts it so so then i just like i'll adopt it because it's fun to see people's expression when i say it people are like what yeah no i love that term and it's super unique to you so you can be the the head superfood hunter. What were you? What were you doing at the time when Oprah came out? When the when they did a spread on you? Yeah. Well, it, you know, I was. You know, I did a bunch of supplements for Beachbody and Shakeology and some some other products, and and so it wasn't for that necessarily. But because of my relationships spanning over fifteen years in Peru, the the, the editor in chief. Um, she she was like in a five minute conversation. I heard things that I've never heard of before. So she was so fascinated with uh, what I did and the things that I rediscovered because I'm not discovering them. They're, they've been known for thousands of years. Um, so she said, "I want to do this article," and uh, they jumped with us. So I so then brought them on the trail. We we looked at. Um, the two, the great tuber, uh, the Incan tuber called Yacon, which is an amazing kind of prebiotic sweetener. Uh, and then there's, uh, of course, maca. We went up to 15, 17,000 feet. 
Um, we looked at some uh, indigenous plants in the jungle, uh, hung out with some indigenous people, and we just kind of ran around. And she saw, she saw firsthand, like this is what it takes. And it's not, it's not all sexy. That's for sure. It's hard. It's hard moving around in third world countries, trying to get things done and trying to find people that are. Uh, uh, understand the the upgraded side of what needs to happen in order for this to be a viable business from a, a you know a, in a first world situation. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so that's that's kind of over the years. It's just you know I just you know I at a certain point I was traveling every month. I was just in another country every month digging in, and yeah. now I just do it more selectively and. Uh, um, maintain certain things. And I, I definitely have a list of probably 25 to 50 things that very few people have heard about and may or may not ever come to market. But every, every so often certain things pop through. Uh, certainly the Barucas is a story that we'll get into that was one of those. And uh, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it so you started. just so you just have like a, this list of like hidden superfoods that you're what are you just sitting on them to wait or or what are you doing with that well, list? No, it, it, it's more of like sometimes the industry's not ready. Sometimes the the population of people or, or the volume isn't ready or never will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but certain compounds of it are interesting to look at. Uh, you know, as things evolve, um, you can then, and as, and as practices evolve and quality assurance evolves and drying mechanisms and, uh, and also resources, right? So people, uh, who are willing to kind of bet on you to put money into things, all of those things kind of are this, this matrix that kind of lives and some of which will never be commercially viable some of which need some time um and you know it's just a variety of different situations where you know for at one point many of these medicinal mushrooms for example weren't commercially viable like Mm -hmm. some of the first uh cordyceps uh cultivation i saw was and was what was a part of was in Bhutan, which is some of the greatest cordyceps on the planet come from one of the great uh, uh, adaptogenic medicinal mushrooms in the world, and and uh, completely unsustainable. Like there's no way. I mean, they were selling for fifteen thousand dollars a kilo wow. in the Chinese and the Japanese markets. Uh, meaning you can't sit there and cultivate them in a, any sort of way that can get out to the masses. So, uh, and that was then. So and what changed? So, oh, well, many things. I think they people figured out how to, uh, take certain parts of the mushroom and, and grow some of the beta glucans or the myceliums or things like that. And, and, and then, propagate those uh, or do some sort of wild uh, but controlled 
quote unquote growing of them. And that's really across the board. I didn't think, for example, chaga mushrooms was sustainable because that comes from the northern territories of of the US and Canada and and the Scandi- Scandinavian countries and and the Russian countries and things like that. Uh, but now there's there's some lab people doing and there's some certainly some some uh, aspects where you through extractions and through growing you can you can you can move into the commercialization which which you know we have and you know you know uh, friends and tarot and four sigmatic uh, they figured it out uh, but that that to me and my I wasn't completely in the med- medicinal mushrooms meaning I wasn't from a business perspective, I didn't have enough resources to spend all that much time. And so uh, some of my first conversations with Tarot uh, was kind of from the sustainable side of it because I was – and talking with him, I was like, oh, wow, you guys did figure that out. So then now uh, there's a variety of medicinal mushrooms on the market because there's a, there's also a population of people that are willing to, to vote with their dollars and, and spend on – a lot of these things that that weren't there before. There, I've spent a lot of time trying to educate uh, behind the scenes uh, suppliers over the years of of trying to bring new things into the market without having the resources to take it full to retail myself. And I failed many times. Um, I lost a lot of money. And but you know this is all this is all for the greater good. These are these are kind of my commitments are trying to bring the greatest kind of nutrient density to the planet so that people don't have to suffer and they suffer less mm-hmm. uh, by, by, by flourishing from a micronutrient standpoint and, and also combating the, this kind of modern day uh, kind of uh, exhaustive, stressful situation that we're in. And, and it's not like, it's not like, the lion is chasing us every day. It's a <laughs> it's a micro dosing of stress that we're in, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, <laughs> I was just in a conversation about micro dosing, which is why that popped in my head. But it's actually a, a, a perfect term to lay down on stress because we're micro dosing from the the untested air. Uh, uh, chemicals that are being emitted in our atmosphere from industrialization. We're we're uh, we're having pharmaceutical drugs and fluorides and chlorines and all these things show up in our water. We have this experiment with the electromagnetic magnetic fields. The point is that we're, we're, we're stressed out of our brains, but it's not obvious. It's low-grade levels of stress. So thereby, when your body's under that, uh, that amount of stress all the time and not, not shutting it off completely, uh, it's hard to restore and the body requires more nutrients to deal with that. And, and then you can go back to the whole argument of, well, we knew since the, at least since the 1930s that Congress had uh, instituted some, some uh, agricultural tests showing that our, our soil was depleted. Our food then uh, later on was absolutely depleted. Uh, from our, you know, modern day monocropping. So we're running around stressed out. We're eating food that's less than ideal uh, and thereby leaving ourselves wide open to living a less than ideal life. 
So for me, I'm just motivated um, to bring out great nutrient-dense foods and supplements and whatever else so that people can not have to drag around their body and they can you know, live beyond their body. They can live into their dreams and, and do the things that they're possibly meant to do more than just, you know, worrying about the their waistline. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's clear that you know so much about this and you're so passionate about it. And I'm wondering, like, where this all kind of started. Like, like what got you interested in all of this to begin with slash traveling around the world looking for these superfoods? Like, where did that all begin? Yeah, good question. I think, you know, the funny thing is my father, before he passed away in 2005, he, he, he very clearly one day kind of had this stream of consciousness where he put it all together for me in the way that I didn't see part of it. And that part of it is when I was born. I was born three and a half pounds. Um, I had a 50-50 chance of surviving in 1970. Wow. Uh, and, and I had a, a list of complications uh, that stemmed from that and uh, from, uh, you know, they're worried about lung development, brain development, thyroid, all this stuff. I had a resting heart rate of 120 beats per minute upon waking. Um, I had weird growth spurts. Uh, I had like these, these waters on my knees. Like it was just weird. I was just my signaling and and because of a child growing up in that you're already feeling weird mm -hmm. just being around kids and then having kind of you know a patch on my eye and you know you know not being able to uh focus or read or pay attention or all of this stuff i just felt like i was my signaling and as early as I can remember and also substantiated from my dad was this is a fragile body that we have and this is a wickedly difficult world that we're in. And you're fragile and, uh, and you're weak. And that, that's what, that was the first energy kind of that I perceived. And so you know, cut to, I survived, like survived through some of the challenges. And then I've said this story so many times, but it was really so significant in the sense that I read, I think it might've been the Minneapolis Star and Tribune in Minnesota where I'm from. And I read this article on, you know, a fad of a grapefruit diet. And I told my mom at 13, I said, get me a bunch of grapefruit. She didn't know I was going to do a, you know, just eat grapefruits. <laughs> um, and, and I ate grapefruits for a few days and I felt physically better and I felt it in my body and my brain. And, and so, so somewhere in my DNA, somewhere in my consciousness or, or subconsciousness took a note of that. And of course, I'm a regular kid, so I continue slamming six bottles of Coke a day, kind of <laughs> self-medicating myself and, and running around. And, uh, and then at 16, I've picked up a dumbbell and kind of had some guys from the university that my father was a professor at kind of take me under the wing and show me how to work out and lift. And all of a sudden I got stronger. Uh, my body started developing. I started eating better. Uh, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm playing sports and I'm playing football and I'm, 
and I go off to college and I'm, I'm starting as a sophomore, as a running back. And, and then, and so I'm realizing, oh, this isn't just set. This is kind of that early life of not having uh, an understanding that this is not just a set genetics. We have a lot of control. Uh, and I was exercising that just knowing that this was happening to me. I was feeling better. I was becoming stronger in right in the face of, of the signaling that I'm weak and this is a tough life and all of that stuff. So, uh, my father was an agricultural professor at the university of Minnesota. So I was around farmers. I was around, my dad was a business guy. Uh, he passed away in 2005. That's when I really was like, well, before that, when I got hurt playing college football, when I got hurt playing college football, I put it all together. And through that being, you know, having gone through that struggle of, of kind of not being able to play again, uh, I then said, well, I can integrate everything that I care about, nutrition and physiology and the body and all that stuff. So I changed majors, uh, studying kinesiology and physiology and nutrition and all of the stuff. And and then um, I started doing that and realizing that I have this huge passion for it because I'm fueled by this vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, so my dad passed away and that's really when I decided to fully take this on as a profession, uh, even well out of college. I was like, okay, I'm, this is, this is, it's time to roll. Yeah, that's such an interesting experience. I think a lot of people don't realize how much control they have over the way they feel until they actually make all those lifestyle changes and experience it themselves. Like, I know for me, I would have never believed that, like, changing the way I live can make me feel so much better. Um, So I think that's pretty inspiring for people to hear. But I'm curious, I mean, so you tried that grapefruit diet. (laughs) Um, What else did you try? Like, how did you eventually, what did you try before figuring out kind of like what worked for you in terms of nutrition? Oh, my God. I I did intermittent fasting in college. Mm. Like, How did you hear about it? I don't know. I mean, I was digging into some, you know, we never had the, I mean, the internet hadn't even popped up fully. So that's, that's don't tell people you, that. I mean, <laughs> it's so funny that I, I am one of those people that I didn't even have internet in college, but, um, uh, so, so I was digging up information and trying supplements and doing, looking at programs and reading books. And I, and I saw this, this guy say, Hey, you want to get shredded? And I was, you know, into Arnold and into all these things. And, and then he goes, you get shredded immediately. And I'm like, well, I don't have football to focus on. So I love working out. So let me, let me play with this. So I stopped. So I was done eating by five o'clock at night at, in college, mm-hmm. by the way, five o'clock, five fifteen. I was done eating. And then I would wake up drink a glass of water, go right to the gym, empty stomach, just beat my ass from drop sets and training and just almost puking, like totally over training. Uh, and, and then, and then, you know, eating around, uh, nine 30, 10. And I'm telling you, like, I felt again, I was like, I felt feel good in my head. 
like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling uh, the, for me is I'm, I'm going on how I feel. Yeah. I got shredded. I got strong. I got all of these things, but, but for me, the needle moves when I feel it. And so that was some of my first, uh, playing around in college and then, you know, cleanses and fasting and, uh, breathing exercises and, uh, hell following gurus doing ayahuasca. Like, um, I was, I was in India. I was like looking at Ayurveda, like I've been all over the place. Yeah. Wait, how did you, how did you like get into that part of it? Like does it start traveling and all of that? Where did that come in? The tr- yeah, the travel came by way. So when my dad passed in 2005, um, I had started traveling in 2003 just because I had a bug. But in 2005, I decided the things that I was starting to see was um, things that I was seeing the gaps in nutrition and everything else. And for me, from my backstory of, of farmers and uh, my father working with the, at the University of Minnesota with farmers, I, I was like, if I'm playing with, because I was formulating, I was playing with some of these things and I was researching, I then, for me, the morality and the ethics and the transparency, I needed to go to these places just for me. Mm-hmm. So that I could see these people, I could meet them, I could look at the situation of where these things were either wild harvested or grown sustainably or what the mechanisms of processing and, and how we could improve that. I needed to see that. And that was just out of, you know, necessity breeds, breeds in this case, breeds my career Right. So I just needed to do it for me because it wasn't for me. It wasn't responsible if I'm going to give a formula to someone or potentially bring out some some new formulas and and new superfoods if I hadn't gone there myself. That just didn't make any sense mm-hmm. to make any sense whatsoever. That's how the traveling started. And then, of course, every trip I come back, I'm completely transformed. I'm completely impacted and I'm coming away with like this download of of all these indigenous plants and also cultural uh experiences that that was just it yeah i you know i needed to see it i think that's so amazing and so interesting and i'm curious if you could share some of the things you learn from traveling and seeing all these different cultures and kind of like I mean, I imagine you go places, you see the way other people live, and then you come back to America, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. what are we doing? Um, so I, yeah. I would love if you could maybe share some of the things that you've noticed in other cultures that you, like, wish we would implement more here. Well, I mean, there's obvious ones. There's community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, any time I'm having to kind of go – let's say, go after or look into uh, a botanical. I mean, inevitably, I'm sitting down with a chief. I'm sitting down with the head of a community. I'm sitting down with a group of people. I'm having lunch or dinner or tea or something. And and it's all based in that. And we're kind of vibing each other, right? Mm -hmm. And so any situation from, from... like I said, in the middle of the Himalayas and Bhutan to 
you know, under a baobab tree in Western Africa to, uh, you know, sitting with a, a, a tribal elder in Cambodia. It's all based in people. And it's people first. So that's that's my philosophy. It's people first. And and if you're looking at their if you're looking at them and you care what you're doing, they feel that. And so that that to me, it's got to be connection first. And then from there, once there's a connection, uh, then you're learning and then you're learning about, okay, how do they use it? Mm -hmm. Um, And 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 is that is that a way that can be sustainable and is there a way to for us to utilize it to preserve maybe these these arrays of of constituents that you that are largely the backbone of the herb or botanical or fruit or nut or whatever because you don't want to certainly spend all that time all those all that research with this valuable plant that can serve on so many levels to people and then blow it by harvesting it wrong, processing it wrong, uh, and caring for it wrong. So the, the, there's a learning curve there. And there's many times I'm from a village to, uh, to, a uh, meeting with a PhD or in a, in a, in a, research facility that you would never know about unless you're there that's fully committed to uh ayurveda turmeric uh, moringa ashwagandha stragalus schizandra uh you know rhodiola like there is inevitably there's an expert uh that you can't google mm-hmm. <laughs> and to me kind of gaining that kind of level of uh, experience getting to be with those people and learning directly from them is, is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the old school ethnobotany kind of aspect, uh, of, of, uh, that's why I like, I respect, you know, the people in, in this field of like Dr. Michael Ballack, who is a good friend and one of the greatest ethnobotanists, living ethnobotanists of our time and has saved cultures of wisdom and botanical use and all of that stuff. Like uh, Mark Blumenthal from American Botanical Council is dedicated to quality assurance and dedicated to information that can help the needle move back to this idea that we are a, 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 mechanism in our body that is is designed to thrive and there's other ways to steer it back um outside of the these weird traditional uh non-traditional things that we've made up in terms of pharmaceuticals and american medical association so so that that to me that whole thing from and then where is it where is this place what do they need what is the what is the village structures and what's what's that cultural thing? And you have to understand them in order for you to make any sort of attempt at a deal, you know, and to make it make it thrivable for them. And is that good for them? Is it good for their environment? Is it good for their family? Is it you know, it's it's these kind of things that are so nonlinear, but you have to at one point 
make it linear and like, hey, how much can you gather? How much can you produce? What do you need in terms of a cost per kilo of gas? You know, it's all these mm-hmm. things. So anyway, it's a rabbit hole. But. <laughs> do, do you get nervous about like how you're, you're going to be received when you go into these new like villages? Uh, never. No? No. No, I, I, I am, however, never nervous because I lead with my openness. Mm-hmm. I lead with not knowing. I don't go in thinking I know. Certainly don't go in thinking I know them or know more than them. Uh, I go in open. And uh, now, that being said, uh, 99% of the time, they have been burned by someone of my skin color. Yeah. Um, so, so they're they've got PTSD. They've been promised things. They've been underwhelmed. They've spent time and resources doing things and not been paid for it. Like that that happens unfortunately more than you can count. Um, so you're having to deal with that. And, and, and meet it head on and, yeah. and try to create structures that, that support that philosophy that we are going to help them uh, and we are all going to win uh, by benefiting the world with uh, X, Y, and Z. So, um, and, then that, and then it's consistently, consistency, so yeah. showing up more than just once. Uh, showing up, if I say I'm going to pay you for it, we're going to pay you. Uh, and and that's, that's the rehabilitation that can happen uh, in some of these situations. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, it's really about building trust and like, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, I think the consistency thing, um, that's, yeah, that's hard to do, but I, obviously worth it since you're so passionate about this and I'm wondering okay can you you mentioned a few times kind of like what's going on in the nutrition and supplement industry and like what's going on with pharmaceuticals um and you like keep kind of mentioning that can you kind of go into that a little bit more well <laughs> yeah without without putting a target on my back uh no, no it's just, so well do, so do you, you really know, care though well, I mean, at a certain point, of course, uh, I mean, I, I, I care in the sense that um, we have to acknowledge where we're at and where we're at is relying systems on, on disease care and reactive medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously the word's getting out and in our bubbles, uh, we are seeing the, the, the growing of functional medicine doctors, doctors willing to learn now about nutrition and how to integrate, uh, and, and be of service to a body that they don't have to be the primary care to by giving them drugs and cutting things off of them. Um, so, so when you're starting to see that trend, it's encouraging. And then you have certain parts of the world and, and certain parts of America that, that can't even fathom that their doctor 
doesn't have all of the information that they need for their health. And so they'll just take what they say, um, almost like a godlike situation. Uh, and okay, I'll do this for this disease and that for that because you told me to and I'll take these pills and I'll have this uh, radical surgery and never under never addressing that the body is unbelievable and the body has every second of every day of, of a lifetime, your body is not making a mistake. It is telling you, showing you, revealing things and signals and information to you, for you, to continue to thrive. Mm-hmm. It's up to us to, to uh, be willing to read those signs, signals, and information to then take a different approach. Um, so the consciousness around you, you have to be, from my point of view, a proactive uh, warrior to your own health care. Yeah. Um, and and you, you have to want to give this, this temple, this gift, this walking miracle that we have, uh, a little bit of honor by not saying a flippant statement of, I just want to live, so I'm going to eat whatever I want. Um, that to me is, 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 is silly. Because for me, on the other side of that is, I am not depriving myself of anything. In fact, I'm exposing it to some of the greatest possibilities ever. And that comes with, I enjoy my food to the nth degree with zero lack in my life of I'm missing out on something. I don't live in that world. In fact, I live in the other world where if I consume things that not only taste good, that are ripe, that are whole, that are full of micronutrients then that's going to turn on my, not only from the deepest DNA and epigenetics and expressions of, of myself and my attitudes and my energy and my ability to not be thwarted by a body that is suffering. Um, I, I just am not into that. I, I respect where people are at because I never woke up consuming great foods. I, like us all, we are on a path. You know, we're on a path where, you know, I can't believe five years ago I was eating, uh, you know, this burrito from that place and when I thought it was really great. But I didn't, I only knew what I knew at the time. Yeah. So, so I'm not saying that we need to be perfect, and I'm certainly not saying that you need to eat, quote-unquote, perfectly. But let's change the conversation into living is about honoring, and living is about finding and those things that light up your body and your being uh, and allow you to thrive in ways that um, consuming sugar and alcohol every day 
is definitely shutting down those doors and you won't even be able to know what's on the other side unless you're willing to do something different. So, yeah, I love the way you put that like about honoring your body. I don't think people think about it in that way. Quick break before we continue with this chat with Darren. I want to talk to you guys really quickly about this week's sponsor for Sigmatic. You guys know I love my four Sigmatic mushroom elixirs. And so does Darren as well. He's going to talk more about this later in the episode about some of the superfoods he really likes incorporating into his diet. And we mentioned Taro, the founder of Four Sigmatic, who's a really, really awesome guy. And actually, Darren's dog's name is Chaga, which we'll get into more later. Chaga is one of my favorite mushroom elixirs that Four Sigmatic carries. And if you don't know about Four Sigmatic yet, hop on it. They're the best. So basically mushrooms, there's much more to mushrooms than what you might think. There's a whole kingdom of mushrooms that have a ton of incredible health benefits that can really benefit your immunity, your energy, longevity. These have been used in hundreds of years in many different cultures. And we're talking about functional mushrooms. So you might've heard of things like chaga, cordyceps, reishi, lion's mane, and other superfoods as well, like rhodiola is one of my favorites. And this is perfect for this episode because we're talking all about superfoods. Four Sigmatic is one of my favorite companies because they make a ton of different mushroom and superfood blends that are really easy to consume. All you have to do is mix it with water and you're good to go. And they have options for big containers or just single serve packets. So you can just pour it into some warm water, mix it up and you're good to go. Or if you want it to have a little creamier taste, make a little latte, mix it in with some nut milk, some coconut milk, some almond milk, whatever you want. It's seriously so good. I like to use the superfood blends also in smoothies, for instance. I have a really good smoothie recipe on my blog. And Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom coffee. So basically, it's coffee with some of these mushroom, these superfood mushrooms blended in. So it can help kind of give you the coffee without the jitters. But I find that these elixirs are really great to help people get off of their coffee habit. It's much better for your adrenals and it's kind of that same ritualistic idea but one of my favorites as Darren mentions is the chaga elixir and I started drinking that when I was in college and I had no idea honestly what the health benefits really were I just thought it was trendy and it tasted really good so I just got on the train and never got off and then I started learning more about it and have since incorporated other elixirs into my life but the chaga one is great because it has so many antioxidant properties really really great for the immune system we'll get more into this later in the episode another one i love that i actually was just talking to my friend about earlier so it's on my mind was the cordyceps i was telling him about it because he's an athlete and cordyceps is really great for energy and performance it's an adaptogen so it's not a stimulant, so it's going to help give you steady energy levels, not, not in the same way that a stimulant like coffee will give you an energy spike and then a crash. An adaptogen evens things out in your bodies, so it's really going to help your body produce its, its own energy, and cordyceps is great to drink before sports or even after, just any day that you're being especially active. I love having it in the morning, maybe around a morning workout. That's a really delicious one too. Honestly, all of the elixirs taste 
incredible and that's why I love Four Sigmatic because sometimes if you just go to the store and get mushroom powder, first of all, they're probably not high quality. All of Four Sigmatic products are tested for pesticides and heavy metals and any other toxins. They are all wildcrafted or log grown and certified organic besides quality. They also just taste good. So a lot of just traditional mushroom mixes at the store just kind of taste like dirt. And these actually taste delicious because they have a few other things blended in there, like some rose hips, some peppermint, maybe, you know, just making it taste delish and super easy. Just put it in with some hot water, you're good to go. So if you want to try out Four Sigmatic products, highly recommend, highly recommend. And you can go on their website to learn about like which one is best for what health concern if you want to tailor it to you, but they're all delicious. So you can go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW. My discount code CRW will get you 15% off of all purchases on their website. So any of their blends, elixirs, mushroom coffees, they have a new chai latte mix, they have matcha, they have so many different options. You can get 15% off of all of those with my discount code CRW. Again, go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW. So that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash CRW and get some mushroom elixirs. And if you get it and you take a picture on Instagram, tag me so I can see what you're drinking. We can all wind down after a long day with a nice reishi, four sigmatic elixir, delicious. So I'm very excited for you to try those out if you haven't already. And you're going to learn even more about functional mushrooms later in this episode. And I still just, I love that Darren's dog's name is Chaga. It's incredible. Okay, so hopefully that was informative. And let's get back to the chat with Darren. But I'm wondering, like, I want to know more about what your nutrition is like, like what your philosophy is. So obviously, I'm assuming you don't consume a lot of alcohol or sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not afraid of of uh, of whole foods that are have sugar in them. Mm-hmm. I'm not definitely not in that camp at all. And the research definitely supports that. We're all different, without a doubt. I mean, I consume a lot of fruit. Um, I, I 99.999 to a hundred percent. It actually is a hundred percent unless I, uh, have picked up something that has an ant on it and I'm not aware of it, but I, I eat all plants. So mm-hmm. that's what works for me. And I started out of an experiment, um, where I said, let's give this a shot. I care about animals. I have always cared about animals and I never made that association uh, so that wasn't the, the, the first reason I went into trying this. I was like, huh? So if I consume nutrient dense foods and some of those nutrient dense foods are consumed by animals, thereby some of those animals are a bioaccumulation of said plants. Why don't I go to the plants? And obviously I'm not eating, uh, like, ruminating on uh, thousands of pounds of grass. That's not my point. The, but, but going to bioavailable uh, plants, that was interesting to me. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and realizing, starting to look at digestion and how easily from hydrochloric acids to, to protease enzymes to, uh, 
to the microbiome, all of these things and a zillion other reasons how if any one of those off are off, A, your digestion can be off and it can be hard to digest anything and, and, and uh, you know, irritable digestion is on the rise for a zillion reasons and it's a, too big of a conversation to get into. But, but then I was looking at, okay, flesh from another being. I was like, that's okay. So now I'm looking at digestion and metabolism and, and how these mechanisms, if your body's off, it doesn't have the right hydrochloric acids, it doesn't have the enzyme, you're, you're definitely going to be sitting on a degree of that digesting, digesting and then a degree of that putrefying in your body. That's just going to happen. So then I'm like, okay. So I'm like, well, let me just take that out and cut out the middleman. Uh, and just eat plants. And then I increase my activity level. And I'm already super active. I've never stopped working out uh, since I was 16 years old. And uh, so then I was like, God damn, I'm recovering faster. I feel better. And that was it. And I just never have turned back. And, and so all the other things line up for me too. But I am not the plant-based person that's going to tell people you need to do this. If you have a direct question for me, I'll answer it in, in what my point of view is and what I see and all that stuff. But I, 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 I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in a debate with someone. I'm not interested. Uh, but I am going to make the argument, listen, there's some incredible plants that have incredible constituents. Eat more of them. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's where, that's where I will go. And, and if people want to, you know, do keto, do pay. It's not my concern. That's, that's them. And, and, and we do know through research and science, we do know absolutely that there's a bio, a bio, uh, 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 individuality thing going on there. We do know that definitely a population of people don't metabolize fats as good as some other people. Yeah. And there's a population of people that don't process grains as well as other people. There's a population of people that don't process huge amounts of fruit as well as other people. So, so the reality is it's all over the place. But I do love, you know, I just had the pleasure of talking to Dr. Walter Longo, uh, one of the leading uh, badass researchers in longevity. Uh, and he's seeing gene expression and DNA and all of the mechanisms that these these blue zone people, living centurions around the globe, how and what they're doing that that uh, that allows them to live a high functioning, long, happy life, and that's where I like to go. And yeah. Then that's what I was going to you know ask I mean? you about. I was going to ask you about blue zones and if you'd like visited many of many of those areas. I, I you know, I haven't, but I will, and I am, which okay. is part of the reason I was talking to uh, uh, Dr. Longo. Like so, so far in my career, I'm so fascinated when I'm in an area. I'm digging into the medicinal side of it. I'm digging into that side of it now because of some lifestyle things and some cool projects. Uh, I'm going to start branching out and to see from my experience what some of the things are doing. And then also from other people's research and lifetime of and start looking at it. And I already know 
uh, you know, and a, a good friend and uh, alma mater, uh, uh, Dan Butner went to the same college ten years ahead of ahead of me in St. Paul. Dan Butner, the you know leading the 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 world on on voicing and 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 sharing and about the Blue Zone work he's been doing. Uh, I talked to him a few couple weeks ago. You know, so it's like, and you start seeing like there's things that that are beyond fads. Yeah, and it's not it's not one thing. It's everything and that's where i love because as much as i also want that perfect answer or think our egos always want that oh cool if i just do that then all's well right when it's not the case it's 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 a quantum entangled mental emotional genetic epigenetic lifestyle movement breathing water, uh, stress, like it's, it's all of it. And, 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 and that's what I love. It's, it's, that's the way we start chipping away at really understanding a balanced life. And ultimately, what are we actually, what are we actually about? Yeah. Our pursuits are all weird. We all want to be happy and healthy. I mean, that's what it's all about. And we're always pursuing all these weird things in the pursuit of happiness. It's covered up sometimes, but that's ultimately what we want. And we want a body functioning uh, optimally so that we can hang out in the happiness quotient a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. No, and I love learning about the blue zone areas. Um and it's funny, I mean a lot of people argue that kind of like the one most important takeaway from the blue zones is like the community aspect which is kind of what you touched on earlier because people kind of say like the community leads to all those other healthier lifestyle factors kind of um and I think that's something we've lost a lot in America <laughs> but yeah. I'm I'm wondering if because you so you have your book um super life the five simple fixes that will make you healthy fit and eternally awesome and I'm wondering like did those five simple fixes kind of go hand in hand with some of the things we see similarly like in blue zone areas yeah the uh, yeah i mean i i wasn't coming by way of comparing it at this at the time but it is true there's some there's some i mean you could certainly make an argument that it's mostly sitting into that i didn't go heavy into actually not much at all into community um, but I did talk about it because I do have a very, very strong community, uh, for myself that is, is, is very valuable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I went into things that I was fascinated with. I'm, I'm eternally fasc- fascinated with water, um, and, and looking in the research, seeing how dehydrated most of the bodies are and how, the reptilian brain will shut off your own uh, signaling for water if it if it if over time you don't consume enough water, your brain will turn off the the desire for water even though it needs it because it realizes that you're in a you're in a uh, you're in a desert. And it's really only your habit that has created a perceived desert. And in that pursuit, then, 
you you're fatigued. It's one of the number one side effects of chronic of of chronic dehydration. All chronic diseases have have dehydration at its root. Uh, you have pain that goes up upon dehydration. Uh, you have cognitive ability that's yanked around by, and there's some, some, I have some great stats in the book about, uh, children, uh, drinking water before class and test scores going up by 20, 30%. Like uh, it's those kind of, so I wanted to create from a foundational perspective, which is largely some of the things that are there found in the blue zones. And then I went into like the acid alkaline balance of, of if you're dumping in franken foods and things that are processed and high sugar stuff and and way too much protein that's going to create some acidification in the body and the body has to buffer that stuff and i'm not talking blood the blood's really good at keeping itself uh neutralized because they're also you die um <laughs> but this is like this is like chronic stuff over time um so so yeah, there, there's, and then of course I get into the nutritional aspects of it and I highlight certain things of like the miracle of some foods like sulforaphane that's, that's in broccoli, uh, is, is turned on when you start, uh, chewing it. Uh, and, and then you can make, you know, broccoli sprouts instead of growing a mature broccoli has got, I think it's about 10 times the amount of active nutri nutrients in there and so fluorophane uh, that is a, a positive, powerful gene expression and antioxidant and things like that. So, so it, you know, I, I try to steer people back into that power of food mm -hmm. uh, and that and that whole based idea. Um, so, so yeah, it, it 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 kind of sits and obviously movement, and then I get a lot into breathing. Um, the, the, and really by, by counteracting the stressful life and shifting ourselves into parasympathetic breathing mechanisms instead of, uh, chest breathing and get back down in the diaphragm and start using the nose. Uh, there's also a great book, uh, by Patrick McEwen, uh, who is becoming a cool guy and guy I've been connected with, uh, called the oxygen advantage that will change your life. Uh, definitely read that book. Yeah, I um, want to. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, it's it, it's at its root. The book that I put together is is at its root foundational things that really aren't going to change with time. Uh, yeah. You can go back. You can go back, and there's some. And then at the end, I just list a bunch of things that are really good to do. That I just has kind of like a brain dump. Uh, so. Like and what? Uh, you know, just like certain certain habits of, you know, when you when you can't hang out in a chapter too long about sleep, I said, hey, you know, go circadian rhythm. If you're off with the circadian rhythm, go to sleep when the sun goes down, or, or at least try to get seven to eight hours of sleep. Drink green tea instead of uh, coffee because the ECGCs turn on turn on um, totipotent stem cells and and downregulate other. Uh, disease expression, uh, whereas, whereas coffee is, is great in some levels, but it also, um, 
can damage certain stem cells, and this is this is something that I'll be sharing more about that in the next year. Um, but it's certain things of of you know drink water upon waking before you eat anything, and and getting into you know certain little little habits that you can implement over time because it's really about just implement the things that can work and then gradually start moving the needle towards uh, integration. Yeah. Um, you, you don't want to be a prisoner to, I got to do this and I got to do that. And da, 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 da. Like, I believe just let's slow and steady, feel it, experience it. And then once it's integrated, just like brushing your teeth, then, you know, continue to improve. And, you know, we're, 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 we're in a time uh, continuum. We're, we're in a body that deals with gravity and stress and uh, and the telomeres shorten as the yeah. as the cells divide. And this is the reality. So if you don't take a proactive stance in your in your life, you will it will be taken for you. And then time goes by, and and then you're sitting in the chair of your past choices. So what kind of chair do you want to sit in? Do you want to sit in one that's clear and strong and vibrant and has more possibilities awarded to you because you're stronger and more keen and uh, you're able to do things without the, the limitation of, I don't feel good, I don't have enough energy, I, I'm too heavy to walk up this mountain, I'm too, I'm, I'm, I don't have enough you know, I pulled my shoulder because my kid was too heavy. Like all that stuff. It's not like you're infallible to things that happen. But, but my point is, you know, be proactive, or else, you know, life will yeah. deliver its own deliver its own blows. Um, I'm I'm curious about like what your daily routine is when you're home. What is a day like for you? I feel like you probably have a good morning routine. Yeah, I do. I have a great one. And, and one that I, I always get so excited about, it It actually helps me wake up. So I, I wake up between 3.30 and 4.30 every day. Um, and I uh, basically fill up my dog Chaga's uh, water and fill up my own water and I have a great water system, hydrogen water. Uh, and I drink a liter of water. I make some elixirs, uh, with medicinal mushrooms and, uh, cacao and whatever I'm feeling, shizandra and whatever. So I make a little elixir. I set up my little meditative space. I sit on a, a infrared pad that has some great penetrating anti-inflammatory stuff. I do some brain entrainment stuff uh, with a with a cool little device, and then I go into meditation. Uh, so that can be anywhere from twenty to thirty minutes. I'll go right into uh, journaling that I've been doing for uh, years and years and years, uh, and that is really cultivation of acknowledgement of who I am and what and and what do I desire, uh, and, and some sort of stream of consciousness of kind of a heart dump. Um, and then that usually filled with gratitude of, you know, rubber meets the road. I'm, I'm grateful for, 
where I live. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for my family. And I think of that and I take that in. And then it's really, it, it just blends its way into all the projects that I'm ridiculously passionate about. And, and then, you know, lists pop up or ideas or, or collaborations. And then I'll write that out and I feel it. And that's kind of, you know, my energetic creating the day. And then, yeah, so then that goes on and I go to work out and I work out with my tribe of guys and uh, friends every day. And, and then I'll come back and have meetings and play with my dog and do some disciplined stuff with him. He's a cool little German shepherd. Uh, and then, you know, enjoy the land out here. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's that, that's it. Yeah. Uh, aside from just collaborations and meetings and moving stuff forward, you know. And then what's your evening like? Do you have a, an evening routine? Yeah, usually my evening is I just shut it down. I, you know, at about 4.30, my brain's turning off. Um, I'll, go for a, I'll go for a hike with, with, my, with my boy, my dog. Um, we'll get outside uh, for sure. Uh, and then, and then I'll, you know, I'll make dinner and, uh, and then I'll, you know, my, my guilty pleasure is I'll either throw on something I recorded, uh, or like watching what? some, <laughs> what do you I into? Just this, I just have this crazy addiction to motocross. Like I love it. <laughs> wow. Like I have an, I have an electric crazy motocross bike that I fly around on my property. It, oh it's my silent <laughs> and it's, and it's like so bloody fast. It's incredible. Um, and I love the athleticism of motocross racers. I think they're just incredible athletes. Um, and then like I just watched a Netflix documentary fish people, which is beautiful on how the ocean has affected certain people's lives. Um, uh, I just watched, uh, that docu series, uh, uh, last chance you, which is about these kids in a D three school trying to make it to the pros and football and all that stuff. So, you know, things like that I enjoy. And, yeah. um, and then usually by seven 30, I start to really shut it down. I let the dog out a little more. I come back in and by eight, eight 15, I'm out. That's it. Shut it down. Wow. You go to bed early. I like that though. I like that though. Um, I want to know since you are the superfood king, give me two superfoods that you think most people should add into their routine. Uh, pretty easy. The first one, uh, moringa. Um, moringa is so full in terms of one botanical. It has so much gift uh, in terms of micro micronutrients in terms of complete proteins and chlorophylls and high vitamin C and A and E and all of these things. I've looked at Moringa for in, in seven, eight countries. I've intimately researched it. I've grown it. I've cultivated it. I've dried it. I, I know it. Uh, I've been in projects in Western Africa, uh, worked with people in India, uh, played with it in Indonesia and Cambodia and everything else. Uh, that is a 
incredible. If I wasn't on on an island by myself and I could choose one botanical to survive on, it would be moringa. Wow. Um, but the com- the commercial side of it is tough. Uh, there's not a lot of great um, supply of it. Um, moringa moringa is easy to grow in in the right environment, which is a, a pretty big environment. But it's it loses a lot of its constituents as soon as it's harvested. So you have to understand the proximity situation between when it's harvested and how it's processed and and uh, close that gap and then there's some uh harvesting techniques that can increase that uh the micro and stabilize it from an antioxidant point of view and a micronutrient point of view um so anyway without going too far on that tangent and then uh and then i would probably say I mean, I kind of outed myself already. I named my dog Chaga, so <laughs> so that so that he has he has color the coloring of what wild Chaga looks like. So so that was also the reason. But Chaga is just you know uh, is such a power, and and Shizandra too is is way up there in terms of adaptogenic herbs. But um, can you talk about the benefits of of those? Well, chaga is, you know, you know, some of the, keeping it simple, the, the, the chaga is one of, if not the greatest antioxidant in a whole food form, aside from like, you know, the, the uh, activated hydrogen, like hydrogen is the greatest uh, antioxidant. But in terms of food, in terms of medicinal mushrooms, chaga is one of the greatest and we need that. We need the, the free radical stress damage that is happening to us all the time in terms of just metabolism, things like that. And, um, and, and the, it's proven track record throughout, throughout many, many, many cultures, right? So everything from even here in uh, the, the uh, Alaskan area and everywhere from Michigan, Minnesota, Michigan, all through the, the upper regions of the, the upper East Coast, um, and then all the Scandinavian countries and I have, I have Viking blood and me as being a Norwegian. And of course they have uh, lower of, of using Chaga. Um, and you know, it, it's very interesting, the, the fungal kingdom, because it's a kingdom kind of on its own and it demonstrates properties that, that, that operate a little differently. Um, uh, you know, that when you have spores of mycelium that can survive in the substratosphere, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of miles in our atmosphere. It's kind of interesting, um, and so so that's a that's a big one. Uh, and of course, with that antioxidant capacity, the immune system uh, turns on in such a degree that 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 rivals. Uh, most things. And we're not talking from a stimulatory standpoint in terms of um, there's certain applications of taking like echinacea and things like that that can help kind of uh, boost you in a sense. And, and chaga will too, but it's more of um, you can consistently drink chaga um, and, and it's one of those unique ones where you don't have to cycle it, where some compounds in medicinal plants, you need to kind of back off and let the body restore. Chaga is interesting because it's it, it, the body doesn't have a uh, shutoff point. Um, so I have I have heard though that some people with autoimmune disease 
um, it can be too stimulating for. On chaga? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, again, I think, you know, of course. I mean, if anyone is uh, from an autoimmune perspective, you're dealing with signaling that's off. So certain mechanisms uh, need to be addressed. I've even heard, and I don't have enough information to, to, to get into it, um, but I even heard some functional medicine doctors saying it's it's actually not um, and true autoimmune is actually not technically it's just a, uh, the body going after itself per se that um, it's a it's a there's a further step that if we get to that further step and, and write the uh, the mechanism that uh, so the point is that we don't want to deal with autoimmune from the vantage point that it is truly the body attacking itself, that there's another step of signaling that if we can get to that, we can turn that mechanism off and not kind of thinking we always have an autoimmune disorder. Um, so anyway, that, that could be also from an electric medicine standpoint. And there's a lot of functional medicine doctors doing some electric medicine, like with uh, uh, Accu, AccuScope is pretty incredible, uh, turning on certain uh, stimulatory aspects of the conductive system. And any, anyway, that's a, that's, a, that's, that's a Pandora's box, too. Yeah, but, wow. Uh, that's very interesting. I haven't heard of that before. Yeah, it can be powerful for for. Healing thing, not not so much the autoimmune in that case, but yeah. but um, terms of terms of regulating tissue and 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 pulses within the body because we're we're electrical. Yeah, and uh, and uh, that's why we're that's why all the diagnostics, the EEGs and the, the 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 brain mapping and all that stuff that that's electrical. So we, it's funny because we diagnose through electric. Uh, information, but we do nothing in terms of the regular doctors. They do nothing towards treating the body electrically. And uh, Dr. Royal Rife uh, was one of the first doctors in the early uh, 1900s to figure out that everything's a frequency. So if I start to understand what each disease or mechanism is as a frequency, if I give the equal and opposite frequency, uh, I can nullify uh, said issue or pathogen or virus or whatnot. Um, so the Rife technology has been around for a very long time. And of course, uh, the big, the big pharma and the or pharma or the big American medical association, all these people, they, they, they don't like that shit around. Uh, <laughs> True. That's very interesting. We'll have to, you have to come back and talk about that, um, more. But I don't want to let you go without touching on brucas for a second because those have changed my life. <laughs> They're so yes. good. They're so good. Can you explain to people what what brucas are? Because yes. I am still confused if they're a seed or a nut, to be quite honest. <laughs> uh, it's technically a seed or a droop, right? Okay. So it's a... There's a fruit layer on the outside, and there's a hard shell, and then there's one seed per fruit. So, um, so it comes from a Bidrosata tree, uh, and we don't know of any allergenic 
responses. We're, we do tests in this thing. We've looked at the historical data. We've talked to PhDers. Uh, we definitely are not close to a peanut. We don't have mycotoxins or grow from the ground and all of that crazy shit that peanuts have, but it tastes like a peanut. Yeah. Uh, and it, well, it tastes like, you know, people have said it tastes like popcorn. It tastes like peanuts. It tastes like almonds. It tastes like they had sex it tastes, together. It's it like, tastes, <laughs> to me, it tastes like a peanut with like an undertone of coffee and chocolate. It's, yeah. it's so good. And I wanted to, honestly, I want to ask because they're definitely my favorite, like nut seed whatever seed and then yep. i actually right now like i can't eat nuts but i can have seeds and i've been trying to figure out if if they count as a nut or a seed because they're so yeah. damn good and i'm like i need them in my life and they have so much protein i know it's got complete protein which is crazy and they have a lot of it uh the calories are low uh, lower compared to others so you can kind of get get away with more per calorie you have a lot of micronutrients. You know, you certainly have most people are low in iron and magnesium and copper, and it has a huge amount of certainly magnesium and, and calcium and things like that. So from a micronutrient standpoint, it's huge. From a complete protein, it's incredible. From a, from then it just keeps going. So from an antioxidant point of view, it, it, it kind of blows them away. Uh, certainly compared to almond, it's got over 370% uh, more antioxidants than, than almonds. Uh, and then you've got something that most people are running around with severely low in is that fiber. So it's got the highest fiber of any nut that we've ever seen. Um, so, so like a serving of it is giving you a third of your daily requirements. Of course, I don't always prescribe to the DV values mm -hmm. that they're offering because we need more fiber than even the daily recommended uh, allowances for it, but but it, it, it's it's far superior than any other nut. And then you have on top of it the taste of it, like you've already tasted, and it's just ridiculously addictive. Mm -hmm. um, but then where it really gets exciting, because a so so what I said in the beginning was like that fulfills me on the deepest level of I get to rediscover something and get it out to the world and then people get to thrive in that because they're getting a nutrient density that they haven't seen before and enjoying it. But then we have this whole other level. This whole other level is it's a wild collected food. When do we actually get to commercialize a wild collected food? It's very, very rare and and so this is in a landmass the size of three states of Texas, for God's sakes. It's huge. And so we've spent nearly three years organizing over 10,000 families around this beautiful place in the Sahado of Brazil and into also bleeds into uh, uh, Bolivia. And so where it gets super exciting for me and where I'm at in my life right now is that we get to intimately affect and change and help the savanna because the savanna is being destroyed almost faster than any environmental biome on the planet, faster than the Amazon. In the last 40 years, it's been destroyed by 50 to 70 percent. Um, and so we're giving value back to the indigenous people of the, of the sacred, beautiful Baurosaida tree where the Baruch has come from and giving value so they don't trade that value, uh, for cattle grazing and unsustainable monocropping of, 
of corn and soy. So this is really a slam dunk because it's – and the thing I want to say to people is like this is really where you get to vote with your dollars because every time we buy something, we're saying yes to a company. And this is where you get to say yes to like, listen, you're getting something incredible, but you're also helping – the environment. And I think we all should try to set up our businesses in a way that is not harming and is not stripping and is not affecting the planet in a negative way. And this is something that it comes kind of, you know, I said to you early on, I have that list of all these botanicals. Yeah. And some, and they kind of shift around and there's a lot of things that you have to look at. This one was like, this one was like checked in every box. Mm -hmm. This was just a perfect coming together and pin, you know, pinching myself moment uh, where this is, this is, we're ready. The world is ready and this can affect uh, a positive change for people consuming it and also the people gathering it and also the environment. And so that's really where we get our slogan, good for you, good for the planet. Yeah. And we're so proud of that because we put our money where our mouth is. We spent the time and the resources and deal with the people because we couldn't deal with, we couldn't do this without, without the people themselves on the ground and the indigenous people. Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you emphasize that so much, especially like voting with your dollar, because I mean, I say that to people, I just don't think people really fully understand the impact of that and how it really does matter where they, where they put their money. Um, so I love that you emphasize that, but okay. See, this is why I'm confused though, because you said it was a seed, but you, you refer to it as a nut and then you also refer to it as a nut on the website. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, because it's easier for people to understand it. It's easier for people to, and and you know, they call they actually in Brazil, in Brazil, they actually call it a uh, 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 castanha or a almond. Okay. So in a, in a one way, uh, you know, you, technically an almond is a seed. It, it's a droop. But we don't call it an almond. We call it a nut, and we throw it in the cat. So it's it's really what we're what we were struggling with is, you know, and and now we're, we're you're you know you're high, more highly intelligent in this category, and probably a lot of your listeners are too. So yeah, we can get technical and say, hey, it's a seed. If you want to run around saying you're eating the healthiest seed in the world, you can do that. For us, we really want to infiltrate the the mass market, and yeah. uh, honestly make a big dent in the nut <laughs> in the nut world. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want to be confusing to middle America. We didn't want to be confusing to so yeah. for them, you know, that that that's our choice from a business perspective, but but we're completely transparent. So when you ask me it's a seed and uh, we can explain it and all that stuff. But yeah, we chose to call it Call, call it a nut. So to, wait, know. wait. So wait. Uh, almonds aren't nuts. No, it's a technically a seed, and it's a droop too. Well, then how come people who have nut allergies like still are allergic to like there are people who have nut allergies but not seeds, and they'll they'll still have react to an almond. Well, because you're getting in nuances, you're getting into intolerances and allergies, and 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 all of these things have their own mechanisms of surviving, right? So. So, you know, early on in my career, one of the researchers say you always want to you always want to watch nature and not not uh, process 
without understanding nature. And so when, when things te- technically are looked at in a way that's there, you know, from an almond perspective, you need to soak it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to dry it to deactivate the anti-nutrients and also upregulate the, the, the bioavailable nutrients. If you don't do that, you're just eating a regular almond, you're going to, you will on some level, some people can withstand more and others can't, you will get some sort of intolerance. Um, so it's really looking at every seed, every nut in its own entirety for what that is. And, and we're also dealing in a, in a world where we having a growing list of intolerances because we have inflammatory digestion issues all over the place because, and again, this is a much bigger topic for, for, for the next time we go, go on, but that's, but we're dealing with any sort of, uh, chemical exposure of any kind, any sort of, uh, antibiotic exposure, any sort of stress, any sort of, uh, pesticide exposure, any sort of thing throws off and inflames the digestive process whereby once that's inflamed, even on a micro scale, and it doesn't show up on some of the tests, you're going to develop, uh, intolerances that may or may not be from the food generated itself. It could be already a, a fire that hasn't shown up on the radar that you just add more wood to uh, for those things and it ignites because it's already inflamed and irritated. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So uh, there's a lot of nuances within allergies and tolerances, what state the food is in and what is it, a seed or a nut or a, um, uh, a whatever, because you can react to uh, kale. Uh, oh, yeah. you can react, you know, you can react to all kinds of things. So, uh, and the thing is that list is only growing for people, uh, because of they're not getting at the, the underlying issue that their, their digestion was, was inflamed at the age of seven after, after they received a bunch of antibiotics and they've mm-hmm. never fully restored their microbiome and their digestion has been inflamed for the last 35 years. So, yeah, um, I mean, I think that most people, most people, especially now intolerances are becoming such a kind of hot topic and people don't really understand the difference between an intolerance versus an allergy where like, you know, an intolerance can come and go and it's usually the result of something else going on. Um, but versus an allergy and they just kind of get confused with people. So, yeah, but okay. Wait, did you get to name them? Did you name them? Yes, yes. We so, named we 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 tra- trade named the the name Barucus. They're technically Baru nut is the common name. Okay, so that's like a common name for where you where you found them. So then you made it like Barucas. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Cool. I love that. Awesome. Well, everyone needs to try them. Um, but thank you so much for sharing like all of your knowledge. I definitely want to have you back on so we can get more into things, but can you tell people where they can find more from you? Absolutely. So, so Barucas, we have Barucas.com, B-A-R-U-K-A-S.com. You can get, get, uh, Barucas there or the Amazon. Um, I still have a website, superlife.com. I'm redoing that, uh, as well, it'll be a brand new kind of launch at the at next year. 
with a bunch of cool stuff happening. Uh, yeah, and then social media. I'm I'm currently on uh, Super Life Living on all the platforms and poking around here and there. <laughs> awesome, perfect. And if anyone wants fifteen percent off Baruchas, they can use my code. It's Wellness, so use that. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the best. I have those. I have so many bags. I have like extreme anxiety about running out. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> got to stock up, but, uh, thank you again, Darren, for coming on. It was so much fun chatting with you. Christina, it was awesome. Thank you so much. A very, very great, uh, interviewer. It's awesome. Thank you. Huge thank you to Darren for coming on the show. He's such a cool guy. He has had so many incredible experiences traveling around the world. I can't wait to see what other superfoods he has up his sleeve. Stay tuned. If you want to try the Brucas, don't forget to go to brucas.com slash wellness. My discount code wellness will get you 15% off of your first order. You will not regret ordering these. They are so good. I have no words. They're like, ugh. They're delicious. I adore them. Favorite seed slash nut, whatever it is. It's a seed. Anyways, you can find more about Brucas on their Instagram page, which is Eat Brucas. And you can also find more from Darren on his website, superlife.com. And then also on Instagram at Superlife Living. Check all this stuff out. It's really awesome. That is going to be it for this week loved chatting as usual and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day bye